love you, Rakeem. Uh oh, we love you, Akeem. Uh oh, we love you, Akeem. Oh, Akeem. What's up? Welcome to Lost Movie Madness. And my name is Akeem. Oh, I've got a spot on my shirt. I don't know what that is. Um, and today I'm going to talk to you about the movie The Crippled Avengers, also known as Mortal Kombat. But I didn't put Mortal Kombat because that's definitely a movie that, um, is based on a video game and this might be Mortal Kombat but it's also a really good uh, Asian action film out of Hong Kong now um, I like to welcome you if you like what you see and you hear on this channel please like share and subscribe um, to Lost Movie Madness um, you can email me at lostmoviemadness at gmail.com and you can send any quests or any comments there. And if you'd like to join me and like to talk about one of your favorite movies that you feel like people don't talk about anymore that you love, please welcome to do that. Send me an email or put it in the comments. I do read all the comments, although I haven't gotten any yet. And uh, I will be more than happy to get back to you and have you on to Lost Movie Madness. And here we here at the Recovery Studios just like to talk about movies. That's it. Uh... Chip Tooth Productions and the Recovery House Studios is an egalitarian place, and we like to talk about movies. And today I'm going to talk about a movie called The Crippled Avengers slash uh, slash Mortal Kombat. Now, I was scrolling through my Amazon, a lot of the movies, and I'm looking at my TV right now, trying to set it up. Uh, a lot of the movies that I watch uh, are on Prime because they have a lot, a really good selection. This is not a um, commercial for Prime. I wish I could get uh, Prime to sponsor my uh, sponsor my my um, podcast and sponsor my videos, but that's a long way from now. But today I'm going to talk about this movie, and I came across it, and. Like a lot of kids in 90s America, I was a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang. And I know they had watched a lot of these movies, uh, or that was, I haven't seen the Wu-Tang story, but that was the story that they had seen a lot of Wu-Tang films. And I had never seen any of them. And at this point, I'm 43 years old, and I am trying, I, I don't know, I enjoy watching movies. So I was like, oh, it was about a month ago. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch this. And, you know, the guys from the, the clan, this clan in the front, you know, um, the guys from the clan were really into it. The Wu-Tang Clan, that is, <laughs> now that I think about it. The guys from the Wu-Tang Clan were into this. And I was like, let me check it out. So I did. And I started watching this movie, and this movie fascinated me. Now, um, it's, it's an interesting movie. It starts out, and the first thing you see is these three guys that go to this house, and they want to attack this guy who runs this town. And they want to attack him, and they want to take over, I guess. And so he's not at home. So they were the Ten Chai, the Chen Tigers, the the Tian Tigers. I'm sorry, and. They only see his wife and daughter, and apparently there are no servants in this house, really. 
they attacked the, the couple guards that they had and the servants. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to send a lesson. So the one guy says, why don't we cut off his wife's leg? No, the one guy at first says, I don't want to be attacking women and children. And then the other guy says, well, no, let's cut off her legs. And he takes a big sword with rings on it. Now, here's a weird thing. I don't like the sword with the rings on the back of it. Seems like a weird thing to have. I, I don't know. Like, do the rings add weight so you can cut sharper? But they seem like it would make your arms, you know, more tired, which is not really good for war. But maybe this is just a ceremonial sort of thing. So, anyway, they cut off her legs. One swoop. And it's a jump cut. And you see her laying on the ground with just legs there. And then they decide to cut off the boy's arms. And so they cut off the boy's arms. And the boy in this scene um, has all the acting skill of a, a piece of wood. A stone. So he gets his arms cut off and... Uh, and he's just like, Dad, I didn't break. <laughs> Which is just like, yo, you just had both your arms cut off. You should break. And he doesn't do anything. And his father comes and he kills the three Tien Tigers. And that's the beginning of the movie. And then he said, Dad, he's like, when you're healed up. His dad says, so when you're healed up, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you some arms made. Some iron arms. <laughs> so then you see him. Uh, there's a montage of him doing, and you have to learn the tiger style of Kung Fu. So you see the dad, you know, the boy as an adult with these metal arms that are as clunky as you wouldn't believe. They're not slick like Space Age. They're just super clunky arms. And he, he's doing his kung fu and he shows that they shoot out darts now <laughs> you would think that the darts would really come into play the amount of time they spent on them but they do not they don't like they come into play at the very end in one scene and that's about it but he doesn't use it very much but he learns the tiger style and we find out that the new arms that he has are the best arms that he's got they're like the seventh pair and they're the best arms that he's ever had so you get the sympathetic backstory. And you're like, okay, well, you know, then maybe they're going to have to find, go on a quest, and the dad is going to be able to help his son who's got this disability that was forced upon him by these bad guys. And that's what I thought was going to happen. And that's not what happens at all. You get the sympathetic backstory, and then it turns out that they're the bad guys. That's the father and the son right there. Um, that they're the bad guys. And so because of, I guess, the shared trauma of dad and son, they decide to rule this town with an iron hand. So we get to about, it doesn't give you a time span, but maybe about 15 years later or so, um, 10 years later, the father has a lackey and the son. And the son um, is the bully and they go to a tavern. By the way, um, I was watching this, and I did a watch along with a friend of mine, and they were like, yeah, not many women. There are no women except for the mother in the beginning of this movie. That's it. There's one woman. 
It's almost like a, a, a black movie from the late 80s. Like, the mother's there for a moment, and then she's gone. That's it. Men of society, boys in the hood, black women, as they said in Don't Be a Menace, black women don't really have a place in black movies uh, about strong black men. This, you know, So it's almost like that. They should have a place. I should make that clear. It's just that we haven't used the strong black woman very well in American um, black film. Except for, I guess, Medea, although... I mean, Medea's a man, so I'm not really sure what that says about uh, African-American society. But that's aside. Um, we do need more strong black roles for black women um, in America. Let me make that clear. We just don't have enough, and I think we've progressed. But representation, we still need to progress all over the, um, the spectrum. You know, I'm an ally. So I believe we need more representation of our LGBTQI community as well, um, and our Asian communities, and Pacific Islanders, and everyone else. I think um, we're not represented in media as well as we should be, people of color, uh, and a lot of times our films and our projects are marginalized in a way that maybe appeals more to wider society but I also believe that um, we're a larger portion of society and that people live with people of all colors and if there's more representation of us and in more active roles rather than you know supporting actors um, that would be really really more accepted in our society I think Hollywood is very scared of that but that's a digression you also see a lot of colorblind um, casting in um, a lot of British things. I watch a lot of British things. So um, you see that there's a Hamlet that just came on PBS that was amazing. Um, I'm sorry, it's a Macbeth that came on BritBox. And um, is also amazing. And you see that it's colorblind casting. There was, an, there was a, the other Boleyn girl, I believe, or the story of Anne Boleyn that's out now that I think is also awesome. But anyway, so they're running this town with my my couple minutes of representation and seeking wider representation in American media, and I'm and I'm not sorry about it, but we're going to get back to the movie now. The town's blacksmith, Mister Way, gets annoyed and um, verbally abusive to um, the Chu twin when they up they up they occupy this area. So they decide they force him to drink some liquid. And then they clap his ears. So now he's deaf and cannot speak. And that happens. And then there's a Kung Fu master that comes through. And he decides that he's going to help them. He's going to help the, 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 the men who've been crippled. And they put his head in a vice. And they squish his head. So they give him brain damage. There's also uh, a man who... Uh, who tries to defy them and they cut off his legs and there's another man who tries to defy them and they poke out his eyes so now those four men they are now outcasts they find each other and they go off to uh, a master's temple temple uh, Yu, Yuan Yi's temple where they're treated they're trained in Kung Fu now each one of them because they are missing a portion of uh, what they had had 
they train in specific areas so that they can deal with that that loss of function that they they used to have now um, there are a lot of disability issues in this and it's not it's not dealt with the most sensitive way like the 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 deaf and 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 not to say dumb but um, person without speech they communicate with him by writing on his hand and they write very quickly uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen if you ever try to write some, in somebody's hand in English it's very difficult for them to actually get what you're saying um, I don't know if it's easier in Mandarin I doubt it but that's what they portray they portray that they're writing in his hand and that's how he can communicate um, that's him in the middle there that's him right there another the, the blind man his hearing goes really well so he's able to detect things by hearing I'm sure we've all heard the stories that if you lose your sight that you're able to um, hear things because your other senses are heightened uh, I believe that is the case but I don't know if it's the case that it's so heightened that you can fight off a group of men by just hearing them or smelling them um, so he works on hearing and there's a big long montage of the guys training and they train for three years and I was surprised I mean they train for like 30 minutes in this movie so three years I guess is not so weird because that's most of it and they the fighting is the fighting's really good like it's more of a choreographed dance than anything because a lot of the moves that you watch in the movie, you're just like, yeah, the guy with the iron arms uh, could easily um, hit somebody. and Or you could really do something different than what you're doing. But you're following these set rules and in street fighting, that doesn't work. But you have to suspend that disbelief. This is a movie. This is an action movie. So, I mean, all action movies are choreographed. But the choreography is so good, and they're working really hard. These guys are working really hard. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but the headpieces that these guys have on are freaking immaculate. And to keep a headpiece on that tight to your head, especially uh, including the, the mutton chops, whoo, that takes work. It takes skill. The makeup artist on this thing was really, really strong. And the line... <laughs> The line, especially in the close-ups of those mutton chops, although you can tell they are really fake. I mean, really fake. Uh, but you could, like, somebody worked on this. And here's the thing. So when I was watching it, I, was, I got interested. I'm like, well, what are these movies? What what are they about? I, I didn't understand, like, what was actually happening in these things. But I, I did some research, and I found out that this is a group of movies that was made by the Straw, the Shaw Brothers production film, production um, crew. And what they did is that they made a bunch of high-end, and this was high-end at the time, uh, high-end uh, kung fu movies, where there's a lot of artistry, a lot of, uh, a lot of really good, strong action. Story, not so great. 
um, the writing not so great, but it is for action and for passion and control. It really does what it's supposed to do. So I was watching this movie and I thought, you know, this is a really good example of you know using what you have and using the production skills that you have to make the best film that you can make. And I think these guys really did work it out. So, anyway, the one guy who's got his legs cut off, he has iron legs that he hides under his um, pants. So, they come back after three years of training, and they start looking for revenge. Simple enough. These guys have removed parts of your body and have made you um, disabled, and you want revenge. Which, again, you know, there's a saying in recovery that hurt people hurt people. So you watch your wife get her legs cut off and she dies from those wounds. And you watch your son get his arms cut off. And your son gets his arms cut off. And actually, instead of having empathy for others and treating people well, what you do is you then pass that on, that on to, the, to other people. Which is just awful. But people with trauma a lot of times act and traumatize others. Which is a sad thing. So, um, they come back. And now they have to go through a bunch of obstacles. Like a lot of action films, you've got the, the main bad guy who's the father. And then you've got the secondary bad guy who's the son with the metal arms. But you have to go through a bunch of uh, different different bad guys and there's this great scene with this big strong guy he doesn't need he doesn't need uh he can bend metal bars and he doesn't need any weapons and there's a weapons guy and there's a guy who's got great kung fu and they each get you know beaten uh in turn now the guy with the the big strong muscles who really isn't that much bigger than the other guys um he says He's, you know, he challenges that the guys can't hurt him, can't move him if they kick him. So the one guy challenges him, he challenges, and the other guys can't get past. But the guy with the metal legs then comes, by the way, if you've got just straight iron legs. And these things aren't don't even have articulated joints. That's the best part. Like, they don't have articulated joints, but this guy walks perfectly normally. Nobody thought about that at the time. You could have used like a 10-man sort of thing. But there are no articulated joints, but he comes... And he goes and he kicks a guy and he kicks a hole in the stomach. Which, oh, oh, there's a moment in this movie I'm like, what is happening? Uh, he kicks a hole in his stomach. And so uh, the guy with the, the, the slingshot, then it's the metastat with metal balls. Although, I will say this, the ancients did use slingshots and uh, slingshot with the right, uh, projectile can kill you as we find out with David and Goliath he hits David he hits Goliath David hits Goliath in the head with a slingshot so you are able to actually kill somebody with a slingshot although it was one of the rotating slingshots rather than the sort of Dennis the Menace style if you, if you get that thing whipping and whipping and whipping and whipping they still use that today and they use it during the Arab Spring in case you want to know the more you know so we he kill you know that guy doesn't get killed, but they keep having these great martial arts fights, and um, the guy who got the brain damage, 
Um, they keep him along. Now, he's physically 100%, but he's got the mind of a child now, which I don't think that's how brain damage works, and I don't think you'd be able to articulate your joints properly, and your motor coordination would probably be off with the level of brain damage that they gave him. But he's able to do everything, he just can't think clearly any longer. And as you can see him, he keeps putting his hand up and he keeps looking at them. So his martial arts skills, but he has the mind of like a three-year-old. And they get to the end and they end up fighting everybody. And they, keep, they kill off each one of these bad guys. The secondary bad guy, then the son, and the one who can't hear and the one who is brain damaged. have this ring fight which and then the after the fight like the guy who has the brain damage gets <laughs> this is the only time it comes into play the guy who has the brain damage the the son shoots him with the darts from his metal hands again they hit him in the chest he doesn't even notice now my friend said it was because the adrenaline was pumping I just believe that it was just a useless thing. They just thought it looked cool. But it really didn't. Like, essentially, he just puts his arm out, and then you get the cuts to the hand, and then you see the the animation of the darts go out. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, this is not impressive at all. They're trying their best, and they, they're using their camera cuts. They're doing whatever they can, but they're trying their best, but it's not good at all. Uh, so... Um, finally, um, the, the bad guy with the, the metal arms, he punches the, the guy with the, the, the brain damage and he puts his finger in his stomachs. Like he punches his hand straight into his stomach after he shot him in the chest. But that guy has the ring behind his neck and the, the, the guy who can't speak and can't hear has the ring the other way. So they're pulling it another ring the other way so they're pulling it and they're choking him and they choke him to death and he lays down and he lays down and he dies now his death scene is amazing it's it's almost worth watching the the death scene he just falls down and he, he flops it's great and then the uh the, the guy who has the brain damage says he hurt me real bad with that and he falls down and dies so the last person up, the last one up, is the father. And the three guys attack him, and he tries to beat them with his tiger style. But they've learned tiger style. So the blind one, the kick one, and the, the one who can't speak over here. They go, they attack him, they kick him to death, and he spurts up blood, which, again, is always great to see these guys. I, they, quite a few people spurt up blood in these movies, and there's obviously a blood capsule. It does not look anything like blood, but it's, it's just always amazing. <laughs> and then he falls down and dies. After they kill him, that's it. Show's over. They walk out, the end, roll the credits. That's the end. The Cripple Avengers, done, dusted, put it in a can send it out for distribution a lot like this i want to send this out for distribution as soon as i'm done finishing it but uh the movie itself 
I believe is worth watching. It, 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 it. Uh, before I get to that, let's talk about the story. And I talked about the story. I told you what happened. Um, I've done my digression. So, you know, just a simple revenge tale. And it's really good. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the cinematography. Now, this, like the movie Oscar, which I talked about before, is a shot on a film set. It's not, there's no question that it's shot indoors on a sound stage. Um, they're not out on location. They don't, there are no outdoors real shots. There's no grass or anything like that. They are on a sound stage. Which, for a film on a budget, you gotta expect. It's not the greatest shot thing, but it works. It does what it has to do. Um, they're in. It's almost like a bottle episode. They're saving budget and they're just filming this thing, and it, the money's going all on the screen. <laughs> not, a, not a penny is wasted, as Louise Belcher would say. Um, and that's it. It's shot on the films. It's shot on the sounds that. A sound stage, and that's it. Um, the acting in it, everybody does what they're supposed to do. They're fairly believable, although you know that uh, the gentleman with the brain damage is not doing his best work. But everybody else, uh, it's quite offensive. Um, my daughter's mother is disabled. Uh, I don't know that uh, any disabled person likes to be seen as less than and I don't think that they are and if you lose something then um, you become functionally able otherwise but for what it is and again it was filmed in 1978 so it is what it is the other thing that I'm talking about uh, is uh, talk about cinematography talk about the story the pacing it moves on you know, the only thing that drug a little bit was the montage when they were training. But you had to establish how they got the skills that they got. Although I think it went all along. And I think the dance routine, because you can only tell both both fights with the, with the rings, the dance routine. Uh, I think it went a bit long, but it was entertaining. I didn't really see what they were trying to do. Um, there's also an undertone in that. Uh, montage of uh, a lot of homoeroticism which is fine again there are no women in this movie so these gentlemen uh, had to get out whatever frustrations that they had whatever the way that they could but there's a lot of just uh, flirty looks and a lot of just man on man sweating that is readily apparent <laughs> it's readily apparent but um, it's not off-putting and uh, homoeroticism is a thing and it's perfectly fine um, not that I have to approve but it is what it is um, and they did find a brotherhood which borders upon um, this deep male companionship so it's you know it is what it is the pacing it goes along gets the end it's not fairly abruptly after the main bad guy dies but you know what are you going to do that's how the movie ended I just talked about Tango and Cash and Tango and Cash ends exactly the same way um, you get to the end and that's it it's over we're done we're out put it in a can send it out um, entertainment value it's very entertaining um, I had never seen anything like this movie before 
Um, I didn't know what to expect, but it did not disappoint me. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was worth watching, and I thought that I would recommend it to somebody else. So, because I did recommend it to my friend, and they thoroughly enjoyed it, I'm going to recommend it to you. Um, I'm not a critic, of course, although IMDb does give it a 7.3 um, rating. So, I think it is definitely worth watching. Uh, and that's it. That's another episode of Lost Movie Madness in the can. Bing, bang, send it out. Bing, bang, send it out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if you like what you heard and you please, or saw, please um, like, share, and subscribe. Please give it a five-star review or whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, please email me at lostmoviemadness at gmail.com. Again, that's lostmoviemadness at gmail.com. Hopefully, these videos aren't as glitchy as they seem to be, but my internet is terrible. So, um, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to seeing you. Um, on YouTube, please leave me any comments. I will read all of them. I will also look forward to hearing any feedback that you guys have. Um, again, like, share, and subscribe. Hash, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lost Movie Madness. Uh, and hashtag watch if you want. Because in the end, that's the thing. Watch if you want. Don't blame me if you do. Um, that's it for me today. And if there's, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, and you have a great day.